Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Crazy Guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. October 4th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Suck it, Florida. Kentucky ends the home losing streak to the Gators. It was a lovely, lovely night at Kroger Field. Historic night at Kroger Field. Kentucky rolls call to a upset victory over Florida remains undefeated on the season remains first place in the SEC and the dream season is still very much very much alive trucking along I'm TJ Walker Scooter Dingus out on vacation this week joining me is Nick Roush Nick how are you buddy we did it we did it we did it. I am still in kind of a disarray. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it, it was a wonderful, wonderful Saturday, and I couldn't have been happier to have a wrong pregame prediction. Here's the thing, TJ. Nobody forgets your wrong prediction when the Cats win, and man, was that a win Saturday night. Oh, some texters already on the Thornton's text line very much remembered our wrong prediction. But if that didn't make you feel good heading into the weekend, when you get a KRC sweep, anytime KRC is unanimous in pretty much anything, it's going to pretty much be wrong. So that's how folks should have known heading into the weekend that this was going to be special. But we all we all thought it was going to – nobody thought it was going to be a blowout. Nobody, Everybody figured it was going to be a close game. Uh, come down to the fourth quarter, if not the final possession. And it did. It was a close game. It could have gone either way. And Roush, this time Kentucky football, they get the last laugh over Florida. Uh, I could have basically guaranteed you once I had figured out that I would not be going to the game, that also it was a lock that Kentucky was going to win. Once I, once it kind of yeah. was set in stone that I wasn't going to be there, first UK Florida game I've missed since 2005, I, I would have told you that this probably be the one the Cats go ahead and, and do the damn thing. And they did it. And based on all accounts, I missed out on the best home atmosphere since 2007. And uh, that's a bummer, but I'd rather it happen, well, me get to watch on TV, talk about it on radio, than me be there and see another heartbreaking loss. Because I've done that part. I've seen a lot of that. I've been a part of that. I know how that one feels. I'm good not doing that one again. I haven't gotten to do what happened Saturday, Roush, but with the way this program's moving, Kentucky's won two out of the last four against Florida. I'm sure I'll get to see us beat the stinking Gators in person someday. You see, I, I think we should all be thanking you, not Josh Pascal, not uh, Trevin Wallace. You are the reason Kentucky beat Florida – because of the sacrifices you made, the Cats were able to go out and get the win. Let's be honest here. Let's I like to totally I honest. like to think that, but the first thing people will say about me is how humble and, and my humility. So obviously I wasn't going to bring that up first, Roush. 
but yes, I deserve the 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 bulk of the credit for everything that went down on Saturday night, and I'm not so sure I've received that credit so far. Okay, but that's that's okay. I'm, again, it's not about me. It's right, not about right. me. It's yeah, about everything that went down Saturday night. But in all seriousness, Roush, that looked like I mean an absolute uh, all timer. And and here's the thing too is I I typically like to reserve my super duper hottest takes um, before I check in with who I believe is the resident historian on the UK beat. And this isn't a shot at him for uh, like, this isn't like an old, but like Mark story is always my go-to guy. I'm like, Mark, we're walking from Mark Stoops's press conference to talk to the players. And I was like, I think that might be the craziest game I've ever seen at Kroger field. Is that the craziest you've seen? He's like never seen an atmosphere like that before. That was unreal. And I, I was at those games in 07. I was at the, the game in 97 when Kentucky beat Alabama. And what really made this crowd different, it wasn't just the the highs. This crowd was, a, it was a steady fervor throughout. And even during some of the lulls in the thir- third quarter, they were still bringing it. And I think that's what's going to make this game one of those all timers. It wasn't just beating Florida, but it was it was the fact that everything was teed up for this big win. You had the blue and the half white. You had Waka Flocka show up. You had the sellout. Like everything was there. And then despite maybe not completely being on their A game, they still went out and got the win against a top 10 Florida team. And the fans their desperation you could feel it, and it it directly impacted the field. There was eight false starts, I think nine pre-snap penalties, if you count the delay of game on the fourth down. That Hell, it turned a 46-yard field goal into 51. The guy still made it. Credit to him, but that could have been a, a huge moment. There was one third and one that went from third and one to third and 11. Kentucky fans absolutely impacted the game. Another it false was- start. It was, it was, it was incredible. I mean, it, it, some of the players afterwards were just laughing. They, I mean, because it was, it was unbelievable. Absolutely outstanding. Big Blue Nation, you, you, you did what some thought couldn't be done. Just beautiful. Well done. Congrats. That was awesome. I'm sure a lot of folks that were at the game, the uh, knowing some of these people, you, you, a lot of you all probably have already watched the TV broadcast or already tried to relive it through the television, but the, the TV guys were basically making fun of Florida too for the fall start. They like could not understand why they were doing claps with that noise and they weren't making these adjustments. They were they were kind of bullying Dan Mullen and Florida's offense and making fun of them for all the false starts that were going on. Mm. But that, that's that's the th- in all seriousness, I wouldn't have changed a thing about this weekend. We I I, I think Roush, this may be your last show that you'll be doing with me for for a week. I'll try to hop on when I can. I wouldn't have changed a thing about my weekend. I'll never forget not going to the Florida win because we were waiting on our our first kid. And um, it it could have happened Saturday. It could have happened Saturday. I understood where my wife was coming from. But that's that's the thing. And uh, UK winning was huge. And I had such a blast watching it regardless. And how could you not have fun? I don't care if you were in a prison cell, if you had access to watch that game, you were probably enjoying it one way or another. Uh, but I was not in a prison cell and got to watch it with the wife and the dog. And 
really enjoyed every minute of it. But the thing that Roush, that's going to be the thing that kills me is that like I have been to all of can over the last decade and a half, at least maybe the last two decades, I've been to all of Kentucky's best home football games. Now I'm not going to be able to compare this one to 2007 because I think there's been great atmospheres. And when we think about the best ones and it seems like I got a few direct messages on Saturday, is this going to be the best atmosphere in the Stoops era? I don't know. I, I always pointed back to that Georgia 2008 game for the SEC East, but the air got taken out of that balloon so quickly mm-hmm. once that yeah. game started that the crowd was amazing and really, really good, but you didn't get that fever pitch that you will uh, that you got on Saturday as like the more hope and optimism starts to grow and starts to build and you get that wacky play and in 2007 LSU there were several of them uh, against obviously Louisville in 2007 of Stevie getting loose and every every big game has to have at least one signature moment usually right. a couple of them it was the field goal obviously the block that that 10 point swing right then and there Roush in the third quarter when UK's <laughs> offense looked lifeless and if Florida punches in that field goal uh, no the game is obviously still very much in reach for Kentucky but you're feeling you're feeling antsy and you're feeling nervous and I I was wondering if you got to make a quarterback switch and everything was just so oh this ain't looking very good yeah you get that big play every big game has to have it and I would be there you know the Bud Dupree pick six uh there, there's been so many one specific moments at UK where that place has been loud I would be hard pressed to imagine it's ever been louder than right then and right there Man, the uh, when I go on the road, there's a couple places that that do this where you're in the press box and all of a sudden you can feel the the place shaking. Kyle Field and and Williams Bryce Stadium, those are the two places I've felt it. And after that field goal, that block kick when Trevin Wallace takes it 75 yards to the house. Kroger Field was shaking. I I, I was I, I I couldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, I I never felt that sensation before in Lexington. But when they threw out on the Grove Street right afterwards, it was just the the noise, the roar. Because you already had the roar, the pop when people realized that Wallace was going to make it to the end zone, and it kind of carried over. The like disbelief was all channeled into just a rage, like oh my god we can do this because i think that's what it was there was a lot of people tj who were with you who were were you know just i don't i don't know i don't know if it's gonna happen uh then what you had the big play from wandale early on that kind of uh took away those those doubting feelings and when that field goal happened all of the doubt went into guys we're, we're doing this tonight tonight is the night we're going to make this happen in Kroger Field shook. I would I-, I really wish that we had uh one of those uh, uh seismographs like one of the, the the people that are registered like the Richter scale like Lexington was the it was a small earthquake at Kroger Field last night. Really need to have one of those geological reports uh from Saturday night. I'm sure a lot of Kentucky fans can point like to to certain moments where they felt that same way Roush that Pick six against, I think, Tennessee in 2007. Uh, Kroger or Commonwealth Stadium then was just going absolutely crazy. There's been specific moments, but just watching on TV, 
and seeing all the different angles. And I, I can't get enough of like fans angles of that play, but it could not have come at a more, I think, important time. You got to, you got to put yourself back in where the game was at that point, what was going on Kentucky's last several possessions before that, that, blocked kick for a touchdown interception horrible throw from will levis they had gone five and out um they'd gone five and out to start uh well yeah yeah Yeah, to start the third quarter that's correct because i'm looking at that yeah um then to end the half they had a five play drive that ended a punt before that they had gone three and out before that they got one first down and then punted and then before that obviously uh, the Wandell Robinson touchdown. Those were the seer after Wandell Robinson up until that block kick for a touchdown. That's what you had for UK. So that felt like, all right, this field goal kicker most likely going to make this field goal. That's going to make it 13 to seven UK's offense better get it together. Cause at that point you've got about a quarter and a half to, to find a way to get a touchdown to take the lead, but you were also wondering how much more can this defense do? How much more can yeah. you ask of them? And uh, it, it would have been pressure time had that field goal gone in and not gone down the way that it had gone to the point where not like you had to be perfect every possession the rest of the game, but you could maybe only afford like one more mistake. And that's not a position you want to be in. So instead, 10 point swing completely changes the game. The shot in the arm that UK needed altogether. The offense, I think it was like, okay, all right, listen, we can, we're not having our best game, but we can still find a way to win this. We've got the lead. And I think that was just kind of the reward Roush, the defense needed to see for working their asses off the entire game and having very little to show for it, uh, at least from a scoreboard standpoint, then boom, Hey, special teams makes this big play for you. It's basically the D you know, two defensive stars. Well, one defensive star and then another very promising player that make it for you. You got to credit it to special teams, but you almost want to give that touchdown to the defense because it was kind of the defense that did it for you anyways. But that was probably a like, whew, all right, we're working our tails off. Offense ain't giving us much, which that's been a staple of the Mark Stoops era. I bet that made them be able to kind of relax, take a deep breath and say, let's just keep doing what we're doing now. Now we're playing with the lead and Mm -hmm. credit to them. That was a heroic defensive effort. Really, I think maybe one of the best in the Mark Stoops era. And we've said that so many times because this defense just keeps doing things to surprise you and surprise you over the years. Uh, But this one was as good as it gets. Like Florida was completely and totally helpless and also Kentucky lost one of its better defensive players too. This is a this is a really impressive unit, Nick Roush. This defensive side of the ball is really, really impressive. Florida had seven, seven chances to get nine yards and win the game and couldn't do it. That was that's that's stuff like that that happens on the other side of the coin in this series. Uh, now, granted, that was the Tennessee game, but like Randall Cobb, you know, against Tennessee, stuff like that. The, uh, I mean, go back uh, really far to to Mark Higgs, uh, and I, I believe that was against. I don't remember if that was against Tennessee or Florida as well. But to get those stops, uh, to be able to put pressure on them, and really to contain. I mean, Florida the, has the third ranked, had the third ranked rush defense in America coming into this game. They played seventy one snaps. Only got 382 total yards. They were averaging 322 on the ground. Had a buck 70 on the game, averaged four yards a carry. 
They didn't really give up any big plays either. The longest run of the day was 16 yards. Uh, and, and so I mean, to be able to contain that rushing defense, a lot of credit goes to that defensive line. Uh, Josh Pascoe played out of his mind. He had two and a half tackles for a loss just at halftime. And to quickly go back to that uh, to that, that Trevin Wallace blocked field goal return, when it happened, I, I was talking with a friend yesterday who was like, he said it reminded him of a horse race. When you've got a long shot and you don't really think anything's going to happen, and all of a sudden when they come down the stretch, you see the the horses kind of part and he just starts firing through. I, I, I just was like, oh gosh, they've got the ball good. And then once he got through two or three guys, that dude was shot out of a cannon. Like, no wonder he was a top 50 recruit back in the day. It was one of the, and when I say back in the day, like this spring, they talked about his athleticism, his freakish athleticism. We saw it right there. And for after the game, for him to call Florida his dream school and to be able to do that against his dream school, like suck it so much, Dan Mullen, you loser. Take out your suck it and suck it. Old Danny boy was pretty salty after the game. I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Yeah, that everybody on that play is just going to like, your memory is going to be the first way you saw it and your perspective of the first way, your angle of the first way you saw it. So me, obviously, being on TV, it was same thing, block. Thank God we're not going to be down three more points. That's awesome. Offense, let's, oh, we got the ball. Huh. That's pretty cool. Like, you know, <laughs> the offense always has their you know, Green Bay was, uh, hey, by the way, second Steelers, but Green Bay was on the wrong end of a blocked field goal that got picked up for a touchdown. Now, luckily, there was a bogus, bogus offsides call, so it ended up not counting. But people forget, once you block a field goal, the team that was kicking has a bunch of really slow guys on the field. So if you can make something happen, if you can make a few guys miss, it, it can turn into a track meet and a track meet that you, you'd probably like your odds in. So it blocks the kick. You realize Kentucky has the ball. It's to, at that point, what is the short side of the field and Kentucky sideline. So you just see a bunch of blue. You see a bunch of Florida guys going over there. And I think, in the moment, you're thinking, all right, it's probably going to get tackled there. It is what it is. But in the scrum, at least again, on my angle, watching on TV, you see one person just like picking up steam and you don't know if they have the ball or they don't have the ball, but you see one person that's like everybody else is starting to kind of blob together right there. It's starting to get like crowded and you see mm -hmm. one person that is finding some space and getting faster and faster and faster. Oh, sure enough. That's Wallace. He's actually got the ball. And then once he gets out of that crowded area, good night. Like, then you know it's him that has the ball. It's already too late. He's gone. It's going to be a touchdown for Kentucky. That was an electric play. Mm -hmm. It'll be remembered for forever uh, by UK football fans and especially folks that were at the game. It will go on the long hit list of the loudest and the craziest Kroger Field Commonwealth Stadium has ever been, and rightfully so. But Roush, you had touched on it. This is the other part of the game I wanted to touch on. We're going to talk about every part of the game. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Douglas, the producer, on your Monday morning. But you mentioned it, that final drive for Florida, that final series for Florida. First off, 
it was, I think, an 11-play drive for Florida, seven of those plays in the red zone. So they, <laughs> they started at their 38, Roush, and with about four minutes to go, four minutes, 30 seconds to go, wasted no time getting in UK's red zone because they were in the red zone with three minutes to go. So under 90 seconds to get into the red zone. But that's when everything stalled. We've seen this from Mark Stoops time and time again. Bend, don't break. Sometimes bend a little too easily. Mm-hmm. And then once teams get in the red zone or get within the 30-yard line, you see UK's defense start to put the clamps down. But nobody can convince me. That was just three minutes of game time, and really about two minutes and some change. Oh. Nobody can convince me that that didn't take an hour and a half to play. <laughs> that took an Steve. hour and a half. Like, oh, I was just like, man. all right. And then after the penalty, I was like, all right, just just score. I can't take this anymore. Just score. Let's get to overtime. I need to get on with my life. I'm losing what little hair I have left on the top of my head. This baby could be coming any second. Just let them score. I can't take this anymore. Uh, glad that I was wrong, and I, it showcases uh, how dumb that I am. They get a first and goal with two minutes and 30 seconds to go, Roush. They, they would uh, – or not, never mind, 41 seconds to go. Excuse me, I was looking at the second one. 41 seconds to go. They need five yards, another false start. How about that? Man, man, incredible. Uh, for Before they got to it, I was shocked Kentucky couldn't at least get one or two first downs to make life on Florida miserable. But the Cats were just abysmal on third down, one of eight. Entered the game as one of the best third down teams in America and then just completely crapped the bed. That was unacceptable you got to get at least one or two first downs there just to give your defense a chance to catch its breath but you know what even though they gave up and they let them get down to there the defense held their own they got a little bit of help uh from their friends in the stands and they got some help from mother nature which i don't i know you probably couldn't tell that well on the television but it was around that final drive maybe even when kentucky had the ball it started raining and it wasn't a ton like it didn't wasn't a monsoon or anything but it was just enough to make everything wet and i think that not only does that just throw a little wrinkle into things but there was a play where florida the i think it was i don't know if it was copeland or henderson caught the screen the knee hit the ground at about the eight yard line eight or nine yard line ended up losing four yards but if that knee doesn't hit they were sprinting in the end zone for the game-tying score. So shout-out to Mother Nature for making the field just wet enough that the Florida guy's knee hits the turf and and lets you live to, to play another day. Uh, Kentucky needed a little bit of luck, and hey, we'll take it. We'll take every bit of it. Yep, needed a little bit of luck, needed a little bit of Florida messing up. And, the, you know, we're going to laugh about it. We're going to joke about it. The false start penalties were absolutely hilarious, but they were big. Like, they mattered. Um, you know, you mentioned that field goal earlier, but uh, ends up banging it through anyways. That could have been a three-point saving penalty had it not gone, and it did. And then, I, I you know, I refuse to believe, though, once Florida got that, that the – Got the penalty, got a re- got the reset of downs there. Uh, first and goal from the five versus second and goal from the 10. That's like, you know, it's only five yards, obviously. It makes a big difference. Like your attitude is completely different when you have it at the five-yard line, nearly on the four-yard line, and you got first down. You 
your win, your chances of scoring percentage wise are very, very high. You get to second and nine, your chances of scoring a touchdown percentage wise, it, it goes down significantly. That one penalty, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm kind of talking out of my butt a little bit because I don't know the numbers, but I, I would venture to say first and goal from the four or the five, you're probably talking like 80%, 90% of the time that team scores a touchdown. And then second and goal from the nine, I bet that number is much closer to 50% or maybe even lower. Again, don't have these numbers in front of me. I am just making this but up, but I think most like people a, probably agree with that, or at yeah, least like, in that ballpark. That's huge. I mean, that's a, a huge difference. Especially from a play calling standpoint when, I mean, if Ford is averaging how many, I mean, it was four yards a carry, you know? Do the math there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Instead, they end up dropping back to pass quite a bit. And 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 Kentucky was able to – I know we uh, criticized the defense quite a bit early on in the season for failing to get pressure on the quarterback. But they got after Emory Jones. They forced him to make some throws. I mean, you only see three in the stat column uh, in, in zero sacks. But they made him – throw the ball in situations that he didn't want to and when you condense that field as well there's less space for him to go and Jacquez Jones and DeAndre Square they're really smart players at that intermediate level and Jacquez Jones is one of those guys that might get overlooked when you talk about the impact transfers but he might have made uh, just as big an impact as any at this point between the tip pass on fourth down you had the Chattanooga game where he saves the score and then uh in the missouri game he did the same as well he has been an absolute monster he was named walter camp defensive player of the week um had nine tackles uh a tackle for loss including that pass breakup square had 13 by himself those guys you you feel really good about where they are in the red zone and and after the game jj weaver even said that it was a point of pride for this defense in the offseason as much as they talked about getting pressure on the quarterback after a lackluster year. They were bad in the red zone last year, and that's been a point of emphasis, point of pride. And, man, to, to come up when they did, to make that play when they did, oh, the just collective exhale, because at that point, the Big Blue Nation knew, like, wow, they actually did it. And I know, for me, it was it – was, it, I didn't have the same reaction as a lot because I got to see them do it in person – down at Florida, and that's why I think this win in the big picture of things is such a – it really was a Mark Stoops's thank you card to Kentucky fans everywhere for giving him the time to to do this. Uh, It it might have taken a little bit longer, but it really was a thank you to the fans for for being there through thick and thin. And this is kind of – this is what you – you've been waiting for and they got it. And to, to see just all of that emotion come out to see everybody on the field afterwards and then to be there in the mess of just thousands while they were singing my old Kentucky home afterwards, it was incredible, absolutely incredible. And uh, I know Stoops thinks the fans and that, that, that was a great way to show it. Well, that's uh, it was a gift for the fans. It was a gift for Stoops. It, this is how this thing's supposed to work. Fans show up, make insane atmosphere. The team provides them with a happy drive home. Far too often, the fans have kind of done their part on this bargain in the Stoops era, 
and without the payoff in terms of the biggest of the big games, Roush. Stoops has mm-hmm. won a lot of UK. It was much needed with where the program was at. It was a slow climb at times. Uh, and Stoops has been great. I'm not saying he had to get that win for UK, but he needed to. <laughs> he needed to provide the fans with, hey, one of these atmospheres where it's just absolutely insane. We got to give the home fans something to smile about after the scoreboard hits zero, zero, zero. And they did it. And it was huge. I mean, this is why it was so important. We get this show. We get all week to talk about it, Roush. There was a huge recruiting list at the game, football and basketball. Mm-hmm. But how could you really not want to be a part of that atmosphere? State Street was bumping afterwards. UK 5-0, and huge jump up in the rankings. We've got so much to talk about. And we got to talk about some of the ugliness of the game on UK's side and some of the issues with this offense. But you love talking about that stuff in a win. That's yep. what we're doing. You turn your attention to LSU as well. You get a chance to be bowl eligible, 6-0, and remain in first place in the SEC and set up just an epic showdown against Georgia, who's a complete and total machine, by the way. But so much still on the plate for Kentucky, so much to talk about on this morning's Kentucky Roll Call. We'll continue to do that. This is TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Douglas, the producer. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, you don't like fiction? Yeah, I guess you could say like, that. Like, what is your favorite fictional piece of anything? Do you, do you like Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park was good, but that's real. I mean, that happened at one point. Welcome to Jurassic Park. No. Not with no, people, but I mean, <laughs> there, there was like, there was, we, we've never story. cloned an island of dinosaurs, uh, and then well, the island had an electrical failure, so it, the dinosaurs got out. It at least had the feeling of something that could have happened. I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. I love Jurassic Park. I mean, couldn't. I've couldn't always been a dinosaur Theoretically, guy. that we get space technology where we're going all over the galaxy. Nope. That can't happen? Nope. I mean, it's literally happening. Nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He really is a scooter dingus. No. Lives up to the name. He really, really does. Welcome back. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Act Sports Radio. Scooter dingus out on uh, another vacation. Seemed like he just went on one. Yeah. I'm not sure how HR approved this week-long vacation, knowing that I I was probably going to be out at least some of this week. Uh, (laughs) But I don't know. I guess that's between Scooter and HR. But welcome back. We appreciate you tuning in. We hope that Scooter's having a blast golfing, getting some much-needed time off, because that guy just doesn't have any time, Roush. No, doesn't have any time to watch his Hoosiers suck it up against Penn State or the Steelers. My God. Big Ben, if you were – why did he come back? He does. He obviously doesn't want to win football games. He keeps throwing it to his checkdowns on fourth down. He doesn't care about winning football games. Yeah, he, he he just. I think he probably does care about winning football games, but there's nothing he can do about it anymore. Like there's, he's just he is helpless. Uh, he's too slow. He 
can put the ball in some decent spots, but doesn't really have the weapons to kind of make up for some of the shortcomings he has himself. And he's as mobile as a ham sandwich. Like he's not going anywhere. Uh, that was an easy game for the Packers. I did get nervous at the end that the cover was uh, in play, which made me a tiny little bit nervous, but uh, Green Bay did what they had to do, got the win and shame on CBS for making us watch the Broncos and the Ravens. Shame on you all. That one stunk, and you all stink. It's um, that uh, the Louisville effect. They they get the Lamar games and the Lamar versus Teddy factor. That was too much. Pretty much everybody in the country, besides the local markets, it was it was Baltimore, Denver, and Louisville. Everywhere yep. else got the Packers and yep and uh, Steelers. And Steelers, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, I suppose. Hey, I want to remind you that don't forget. Thornton's this Monday morning before you make it all the way into the office. Stop and get the best pick-me-up that you can get, and that would be their delicious fresh coffee or some of their delicious donuts, uh, either one, or just whatever little snack you want. They've got a huge selection, but their coffee and donuts, especially on a Monday morning, popular sales items. So stop by the nearest Thornton's close to you and shoot us a text on the Thornton sex line, 502 414-1450. Roush always love big big Monday shows after huge wins because mm -hmm. the text line. Ugh. Oh, man. I saw quite a few uh, roll callers, too. Uh, there was one we were on the field trying to get out afterwards because here's the thing. Some dinguses were taking their sweet time, like, you know, ooh, safety, we've got to rush the field by going up the tunnel. It's like, dude, you're too late. People were trying to exit the stadium. While some were still trying to come in, it was a big cluster. So me and a roll caller had to kind of push our way through. Saw quite a few in the tailgate lot beforehand. Uh, definitely a buzz in the air ahead of time. Um, and then to have Waka Flocka there. I, I thought we might get a little bit more than a, what's up, Lexington? But still, really cool. Yeah, he got. It seemed like he was a little shy leading the players out, but that's all right. It was fun to see him. Looked like he was having fun. That was a nice uh, touch by UK Athletics to bring him and him in just to even add additional juice to the atmosphere, which was probably unneeded, or you didn't have to do it. But why the hell not? Make that place as crazy and as big as a party as possible, and that's what you ended up getting. That's what you ended up getting. All right, let's let's talk about the bad stuff just briefly, momentarily. Um, I'm worried about the offense, Nick Roush. I am I am worried about the offense. Luckily, defense, awesome. This is what we wanted to see. This is what we kind of expected to see. Uh, I think that maybe a little disinterested in some of the games or took their foot off the gas a little early in some of the games. Now this is a lot. So defense, no no cause for concern. Period. This is one of the best units in in college football. Offense, Roush, it's been a while. And we haven't seen a lot. Been a yeah. while. Haven't seen haven't seen a lot from at least the uh, the passing attack. The uh, it's it's clear to see that Will Levis is can't get in a rhythm. Um, I think Liam Cohen as a coordinator kind of struggling a bit, and I think some of this is a Todd, Todd Grantham's defenses are pretty good. Though. They got a lot of pressure on Kentucky. It, it was one of those things where you could see that Levis on some of those passing situations, they were bringing the pressure. And when his reads, they're one of the few defenses that Kentucky's going to play that can man up 
against them. Like they they have the dudes that are going to be able to man up that make life difficult on quarterback and they don't have to blitz to apply pressure. They can just do stunts and twists with four guys and still get pressure on your quarterback. So I, I, I think in general, just the, the, the part that worried me was that the fourth down call was, uh, really like, the, like, here's the thing, that little fake wildcat thing where you, it, it looks kind of normal, but it's not, that only works if you're going tempo. And cause like, this isn't, this isn't peewee football. You can tell that the quarterback isn't lined up behind the center pretty quickly. If you're on defense, especially coming out of a timeout, because that was the start of the fourth quarter and they just didn't buy it. I think the play that if they just would have ran a straight read option and Will keeps it there, he probably gets the first down. Like if it's just a normal play, mm-hmm. he could probably keep it, get north, south, and get the first down. So I didn't like that one. I it, Things are clunky right now. And Levis, that interception he threw, he threw the same pick in uh, against Chattanooga where it's that, that route that's in between the corner or the, the, the defense, like the secondary and the linebackers. It was there. It was open, but he and you've got to put a little bit more air underneath the ball to kind of drop it in between the two. And he's just skying it. He's putting too much on it. Uh, you had Justin Rigg drop a really important pass. Uh, the bootlegs aren't working. I think some of this is going to be the uh, s- some of the at least the struggles today were what Florida was doing. Uh, and, and, it, but Chris Rodriguez still, he was a yard shy of another 100-yard rushing game. Um, but uh, the good news, at least, is that in having conversations with Luckett on the drive home, he thinks that this is a really good get-right spot for UK against LSU's defense. So I, I, I hope that that's the case, that this is just a little bit of Cohen trying to figure out a right happy medium with not only his players, but also – um, where you're at and the, kind of the level of play and the confidence you can have them to make some of these kind of throws. And also the game changes if they don't, if the refs actually are competent and make the holding call or the pass interference call on Wanda Robinson oh, to start God. the half. That was, I mean, that was a drive killer. That was as good as a turnover because you had, uh, they had two first downs at that point. They're at midfield. You get into scoring range with that penalty and then, you know, who knows after there. And then to follow it up after that, they call, the pass interference on Carrington Valentine when they're just hand fighting going yeah. up. That was that was good defense. Terrible officiating on back to back. I thought Mark Stoops was going to blow a gasket. Yeah, the 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 no. I mean, and the fact that they were so close to one another just made me think that like Kroger Field was going to erupt with anger. Basically, epitomized by Mark Stoops on the sideline. But uh, not no. I, I the refs looked like surprised that when they had all come to the realization that no flag was thrown, they were like, wait, is it too late to throw one here on, <laughs> on the Wandale stuff? Cause that was really, really bad. And then, and then there was a late kind of a late flag on, on the defense on the other, on the other side. Uh, but that was horrible. That was equally as bad as a pass interference call as it was to not call in a pass interference call on those plays. But I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I, I don't, I, you know, I tweeted out, I was like, I think it's time to to try Bo Allen or try somebody else. And people, some folks hated that opinion. It, this wasn't like Will Levis is the starter and should be the starter moving forward. But I, I have seen the Florida-Kentucky game one too many times when I – Kentucky was losing when I'd done that or when I tweeted that out there. Um, I, I just – 
gosh, I wasn't going to let the offense be the reason Kentucky lost and wasted a huge defensive performance. Now, luckily, special teams ended up helping out in a big way, and then UK could kind of play a little bit more comfortably with the lead and do what it's best at, and that's running the football. But Roush, you've got to be able to throw the ball. You've got to be able to give your defense a rest. You've got to be able to pick up a few first downs. And that interception Will Levis threw was horrible. Like, that's a horrible throw. It's a throw you can't make in that situation. Not only was the receiver open, you just sailed it past him. Like, it, it was yeah, as similar to the Florida field goal being a 10-point swing. That could have been yeah. – um, taking some really liberties bad. here, but it, yeah, it could have been a 14-point swing. If that is a catch and Kentucky keeps on moving the ball, ends up being a touchdown at some point, that's seven points versus you just gave Florida the ball in really good field position when the offense already looked like it was about ready to wave the white flag. I thought that that was going to be like it for the offense. They, they weren't going to be doing squat after that. They already had looked down, but happy that that it worked out the way that it did. But I do have some serious concerns about UK's passing attack. And I love Will Levis's confidence. What it, what it seems to me, Roush, watching is if he can't connect some deep balls, mentally he doesn't really get that, I hate using the word swag, but he doesn't really get his swagger if he doesn't see a few of those deep balls go down well, or be caught. And Florida took away the easy throws. Uh, when you're playing press man the whole time, you can't just run like – they don't have guys besides Wandale. Or I mean, like like the easy pitch and catch that he had to Josh Ali, where Ali catches it for six and gains seven more yards and gets a drive started. That that's what happened on the touchdown scoring drive. That was their drive starter. When you're playing press man, you don't get those kind of easy throws all the time where you can kind of throw underneath and build a little confidence. I would think I would say too that with Will Levis you need to lean in on him running when he's struggling to throw it just to get him comfortable, to, to, to build his confidence. Because, my God, that that play he had on third and a mile um, where you thought the sack was going to kill a drive and, and they got it to the fourth and two, he hurdles the guy. I mean, that was an incredible play. The The only third down they converted was a blown, a box snap that he just Seriously. scooped up off the ground and got seven. That was a huge play, too. I, I think that what Cohen's going to learn is that a, uh, you can lean on Levis to run a little bit more. And B, uh, it's okay to force things to Wandale. Uh, we were wrong. There's no such thing as too many targets, too much force into Wandale. The more targets he gets, the better. There, there's no such thing as too many times getting Wandale Robinson the ball because that dude is electric. Yeah, he that that touchdown was amazing. And shout out to Cavassier Smoke for basically Man. ending a guy's life on that <laughs> he blew play. Blew that dude up. That was like Dickie Lyons against LSU. Ask just decleated the guy. Except uh, this Florida player got instantly up. So credit to him. But he got knocked to the ground, and then Wandell just did the rest. Thank goodness Nick Roush for these transfers that Kentucky brought in. Jacquez Jones, Wandell Robinson, obviously Will Levis. There's there's a list of them, but. That was much needed. That came at a really important time in the game because if you remember, Florida got the ball first, moved it with a little success, but eventually Kentucky got a stop. Then Kentucky's offense didn't do diddly. Then Florida comes down, scores, and then you're like, okay, is UK's offense up for this challenge or how, how's this game going to go? That Wandell touchdown came at a big time too, uh, mm -hmm. just to kind of show to the crowd show to UK that like, Hey, you, you're in this thing. You, you're going to, it's going to go back and forth. You're going to 
you got a chance here because it it uh it did not it wasn't the best start to a UK football game but like I said, I like talking about this offense and its struggles in wins versus instead of losses. But I do, I'm officially concerned about the passing game. And yes, Florida's defense is great. I understand all that, but you're playing pretty much nothing but SEC defenses the rest of the way with two exceptions. Well, maybe three if you want to throw Bandy into the mix there with that one. But you got to get better. You just have to. You got to be able to put up some points. You got to give your defense a break. You can't expect your defense to be perfect or near perfect each and every game. So I'll be ready for this offense to get back on track. But hand up, Roush, I am nervous that there's a ch- there's a part of me that doesn't think it's like the offense is what it is. What we've seen in the last couple of games is what we better get used to. UK is not going to be putting up a bunch of points like we were optimistic and seeing early on. Hope I'm wrong about that, but I'm officially nervous that that actually may be a reality. I do love, too, that like our thoughts on winning ugly are so much different depending on who the opponent is. Because here's the thing, folks. Mark Stoops teams, for the most part, they're going to be winning ugly. (laughs) They just are. Yeah, and I understand that. And against the top 10 team, I don't care if you win by a huge ref goof or whatever. I don't care. Just win. Just win. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've got, in a lot of SEC games, I kind of have that mindset. And it is funny, as Kentucky goes to 5-0, and you cross off one of the tougher games on the schedule, one that I think universally most people thought would probably – be a loss and and that's and that's all right and then the way florida played alabama i think a lot of people were like okay it's definitely going to be a loss but you never know and as the game got closer i think fans started to get pumped up and well you never know it's a home game crazier things have happened so you get that one out of the way huge win you kind of stealing one from the win-loss record but then roush the mississippi state game doesn't look as easy and, and the tennessee game doesn't look as easy so where you're, you you cross one off and you're happy you got it, but you look down at the schedule and two that you thought maybe would be a little bit easier look a little bit tougher. Yeah, and I, I will say that at least some of the Tennessee looking good is Missouri just being – their defense is just horrible. That hiring Steve Wilkes is going to be a disaster for Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, so I, I, I think some of that was the uh, – kind of like last year where the defense is doing all the work and getting no help from the UK offense. I I think some of that was Missouri's will just being like, all right, we cannot deal with this anymore. Uh, And, and just falling apart in one game. So, and and you've got Tennessee at home. So there's at least that, that that Mississippi state game is going to worry me because the way that they dink and dunk down the field, uh, it worried me in the preseason for other reasons because it's there. So that's going to worry me. But, hey, for right now, Kentucky is the 14th or 16th ranked team in the country, depending on what you, what, 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 which poll you prefer. They're playing an LSU team that has a couple of guys but isn't really a complete team. And if you win, if you win this Saturday, hell, you can go down to Georgia. Georgia loves playing ugly. You can go down to Georgia, and if, if things break your way, if you take care of the ball, if you connect on a couple of those deep shots, who knows? Crazy things can happen, but – we can start to taste a little sugar. We can start dreaming big of a dream season because Kentucky was able to take down the Florida Gators for the first time since 1986 in Lexington. It was spectacular. It was the third straight fourth quarter in Lexington against Florida where Kentucky had a double-digit lead. This time they clung on to it for a victory. And 
man, you'll take wins any way you can get them in SEC football. It's a great day to be a Kentucky fan. It is, and my hot take, and uh, I'm sure I'll talk more about this uh, in as the season progresses, but you got to go do it now. Like, you, you got the Florida one. That was maybe, I shouldn't say a gift because you earned it. You really did. But you didn't play your best football, and you were able to come away with a win. That's huge. Now you're a better football team than LSU. Go prove it. You've got to win that. You've it, you, you got to win that game. We are going to give Kentucky pretty much a pass in the Georgia game, regardless of what they do. Do we want it to be competitive and come down to the fourth quarter? Yes, that and that will probably be my mindset going into that game. Just have a chance in the fourth, and what happens happens. So. We're even kind of building in because Georgia's a machine and probably going to play Alabama twice, uh, once in the SEC and then once in the college football playoffs. And uh, those look like the two best teams in football. Then after that, like, again, I know Mississippi State has been – Mississippi State's a solid team. Like, they're they're fighting. They're in the thick of the SEC West. They've found some really weird ways to lose football games, and then they pull off this huge win just like that. That's kind of going to be SEC football for you. But you're better than Mississippi State. You need to win that game. Uh, you look at the rest of the schedule. Tennessee, I don't care what they're doing. You got to find a way to win that one at home as well. Louisville, uh, playing hard. Malik Cunningham's got a lot of heart, but that's He's still a game. That's him. still a game. Yeah. You, you got to win by by two scores. Really, you should just you look at the schedule, Roush, and you say, well, you know that should be a win. The games that should be a win, go do it because history's on the line doing something that's never been done ever is on the line and don't look now, but like if Kentucky takes care of business and the games, they're supposed to take care of business. They go 11 and one, they miss out on Atlanta because Georgia goes undefeated, which would suck, but whatever. What do you do with the 11 and one Kentucky team with their only loss being to maybe an undefeated number one team in the country. Who's without a doubt, the best team in the country too. Like what do you what do you what do you do with Kentucky at that point if that happens? So we're getting way ahead of ourselves. And I ultimately, you know, do I think this ends up happening? I don't know. But if Kentucky's eleven and one and you took care of business in the games that you should have and you beat the teams that you were supposed to beat, you're you're going into the selection Sunday, college football selection Sunday, thinking, well, what, what, well hold on here. Why shouldn't we get a chance here? We just went eleven and one with an SEC schedule. I, I think they'd probably get left out in the cold thinking about this hypothetical because I just can't imagine they put three SEC teams in there and they'd probably just say, listen, we know Alabama and Georgia's better, so that's who we're going to roll with. But uh, that's that's something that they – that's something that – that's a realistic possibility. It's possible. If Kentucky, if Kentucky wins the games they're supposed to, Roush, UK should go 11-1. and one. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you do that, things are – I don't know what you're, – you're playing in a – you're playing an awesome bowl game. You're having the biggest bowl game Kentucky's played in ever. And do you does that mean college football playoff? It could. That's still on the table, folks. That's kind of crazy to talk about. That's still there if Kentucky takes care of business against the teams that they should. That's what that Florida win provided for you. Roush, should we end hour one and get to a text filled hour number two? Uh, we should. Uh, we should also say suck it to all the Cards fans out there who are blaming the clock for their loss. Uh, well, let's talk about that in the second hour. Yeah, yeah. But you just want to yeah. give a preemptive suck it to them? Yeah, just take out your suck it and uh, suck it.
There you go. There you have it. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call. Rolls along. Roll Walker, Nick we'll be right back. Hour number two going up next. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Just getting started. About halfway through, one game away from the halfway point on the college football season. Nick Roush, give Kentucky a grade. Professor Roush. Uh, a. A what? A. Just an A. Not a, a plus. Special season, a good time, a good an grade. A. a good grade. Yeah, they're undefeated. It's a good grade. <laughs> you got to take give it. A, I'll give an A minus just because I don't think Kentucky has looked. I don't think Kentucky's put together a full game yet, right? Like, how can I give them right. above an A-minus when I feel like they haven't put together a full football game? Hey. But you're 5-0. and oh, So, like, you can't yeah. not give them an A at some degree, but right. I'll give them an A-minus. Yeah, this is a uh, – it, it's like whenever I was a kid and I got straight A's and it was just like, oh, okay, dork. we expect that, dork, you know. Dork. Right, of course. Oh, I'm the dork. I you didn't are, even have to go to school dork. and you I got are, straight you are A's. The dork. I like that the valedictorian, Mr. Straight A's, calls somebody else a dork just because they weren't an idiot and got in trouble. No, just because I wasn't a nerd who's like, I've got to go to school every day, no matter what. Oh, uh, you're so you're jealous about my perfect attendance, is what it is. Wow. Jealousy doesn't look good on you, Roush. Who who would ever want to go to every single day of school ever? All right, let's play a game. Take a personal day. Let's play a game. We go get our perfect attendance high school slips, and we just take pictures of them. Ready, set, go. The thing is, the sad part is, I know you've got yours hanging up in a frame, so it should be quick to easy access. Oh, oh yeah, sure do. Um, <laughs> what is there next to your college diploma? It was a joke, like when they gave that thing out, and it was just a piece of paper. They did not give it to you framed, I'll tell you that much. Uh, just a piece of paper. And they were like, here you go, you did it. And you're like, wait, what? All that for... For this little piece of paper? What what was kind of funny, when you get your college diploma too, they don't even give you your diploma. You get like just the sleeve, and then they send you to your diploma later. I I stumbled upon, when I was going through all my stuff recently, I was like, oh, I guess I never got my diploma out and put it in the sleeve thing. It's just still sitting in the cardboard, uh, I don't know what you call it, the the cardboard envelope that they sent it in. So, whatever. Yeah, well... I, I'd give them an A minus. It's been and and not mad about it at all. Um, I think you got a chance to to finish it as an A plus. You, you really do. You take care of everything else on the schedule. We'll give you a pass for Georgia because Georgia's a machine, and that would be an absolute A plus season. The best that uh, the best that we've certainly seen in our lifetime. So that'd be exciting. That's on the table. Got to take care of business against LSU. We're going to talk more about the Florida game. We can talk, we can preview LSU. We can do really whatever you want to do on the Thornton's text line. If you all text in 502-414-1450. Adam Luckett went 0-3 again, which is hilarious. Goodness. That's, I mean, 
It really is hard to be that bad, too. I will say a big old suck it to Notre Dame. There was a it was a big Saturday for favorites. And that that the Notre Dame losing at home was the one that surprised me the most. I could see a world where Georgia spanked uh Georgia spanked Arkansas, in which they did. They blitzed them from the get-go. I could see a world where Alabama, where Nick Saban had his get right game and said, Oh, y'all think Lane Kiffin can get me now? Not so fast. Um, but but I did not see uh, Cincinnati just going out there and putting it on Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame even made a nice little comeback in Desmond Ritter, your Sanex Tiger. That was a huge throw mm-hmm. uh, to set up that scoring drive and, and really put the game away there in the late third quarter. So uh, big win for the Bearcats. There is not a team in college football that's not Alabama or Georgia that I don't think Kentucky can beat. I think Kentucky can beat Cincinnati. I think Kentucky can beat uh, just watching a watching across the board it is kind of a weird year you're seeing more yeah. and more people say that it, it, it is i think on any given day a lot of teams can beat a lot of teams uh, that can be good news for kentucky it can be bad news for for kentucky as well but they took care of the gators suck at dan mullen did you mm. have did you take any exception to his post-game shenanigans uh n- n- no because the, i i expect nothing less from that goober i mean what a dork it's also kind of funny too that somebody I don't know what because I wasn't watching the presser. It was done via Zoom, so I didn't get to see the order of questioning. But when he was asked if he was out coached, I mean, clearly he was. What an idiot for not going for it uh, to try to score. He had all three timeouts before half. You, I was just like, thanks, Dan. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. I, because I, Kentucky was on their heels, they could have easily gotten a field goal there. And instead, he was content with just running out the clock. And I think it also shows you his his faith in Emory Jones. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, probably right to have that that faith, right? Yeah, I mean, but man, there was one play. Uh, it was something I wanted to get to. A lot of young guys got to play a lot of football. Uh, you know, of course, Trevin Wallace got that one uh, big kick on special teams, but he also was in a lot of other times. Uh, Josiah Hayes and Justin Rogers played well in Marcon McCall's absence. Um, but you had a guy like the guys who were reinstated this week, almost all of them played. Vito Tisdale was only in on kickoff, and instead, Joel Williams played a ton. And on one play in particular, he had really good coverage on like a third and eight. And Emory Jones just put it on his receiver. It was a little drag route, and the dude made a great catch. I mean, I th- that was one of those where it's like, Emory Jones, you aren't the best quarterback, but. Man, that was a great play. And and also the play he had where he threw the ball away, he almost took a sack that would have made it, I don't know, second and 25 or something like that. He's able to throw the ball out of bounds while like falling down. And that was on the final drive. That could have changed things. So Emory Jones, uh, while he does have his limitations, like of all the Dan Mullen quarterbacks, I mean, I'm taking him over Nick Fitzgerald. I'm taking him over Felipe Franks. You know, like uh, I'm taking him over a lot of those guys. He's no Kyle Trask, but he's a pretty, pretty solid quarterback. Yeah, he, he's a quarterback. I think that can win a lot of college football games. What do you think of Anthony Richardson? Yeah, that guy's good. Yeah, he's. he's I don't think we ever technically brought him down, did we? <laughs> um, I think he like fell. He he, he was so big. Like our uh, linebackers were just having a tough time. Uh, I mean, you you. You had him wrapped up. He wasn't going anywhere, but having a tough time bringing that dude down to the ground. That is a big boy. Man, he, that's like one of those where it's like, please, just 
screw this up, Mullen. So he goes to the transfer portal, please. Like just get him as far away from that program as possible. Cause that dude is just a walking headache. Ah. Hey, suck it, Todd Grantham. Yeah. Suck, suck, suck it, suck it, Todd. Always fun beating that guy. Hey, let's get to the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. And before we do, download Thornton's Refresher Rewards app today. Great offers and savings on fuel every single day. It's very easy. You download the app. You just scan it right before you're about to pump. And it's going to save you money. Who doesn't want that? Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper at Thornton's. Always appreciative and get your text on in 502-414-1450. First text into the show. Again, coming off a weekend, you never know where it's going to go. Don't want to be political, but have to. Sports gaming will not happen in Kentucky until the legislature changes parties, period. I mean, that's just such a, like, if the the legislature was Democratic not that long ago, they could have changed it then, but they didn't. So that's just completely false. The it's all corrupt. Um, I refuse to really believe otherwise. I think this is a sweetheart deal between some of the people in power in Kentucky and Churchill Downs just to say, hey, we want to build all the infrastructure. We want it to be, when you all prove it, we're going to be ready to rock and roll. Like it's, we're going to just have to literally snap our fingers and then we'll yeah. have the facilities. People will literally be able to come in the day that this law passes and make yep. their bets at our places, not yep. new places that are going to need to be built. Uh, I refuse to believe that this whole thing hasn't been in the works for a while. Exactly. And uh, just like that place they're building downtown, uh, they're going to wait until the thing's ready to roll. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. And then people are like, well, no, there's people in the, there's part, there's parts of rural Kentucky and Eastern part. They're never going to vote yes on that stuff. Uh, let's just wait and see. I think, I think once, uh, all the infrastructure is built, I think you're going to see some Republicans with a change of heart all of a sudden, weirdly enough. It's going to be funny how that works. Huh. Almost like sweetheart deals really f- go a long, long mm-hmm. way. Texture says this Florida team looks so oh wait, I've skipped one, but this Florida team looks a lot like 2018 Kentucky. No, they don't. Just because maybe they have a quarterback with like, dreads? Maybe they mean in the sense that uh they aren't great at throwing the ball. They are good in the trenches, they are pretty good at running the ball, and they've got a good defense. Yeah, there's but some, they don't have still, they don't have a college like defensive player of the year. They don't have an all time running back. They spread the wealth a lot more. That's a, a terrible text. I'm just telling think, you right now, texture. texture You're wrong. I think it's a bad comparison. A, a run heavy offense with a, a good defense. A good text, texture. Let's give it up for that texture. Nope. Bad Ooh. text. Good Couldn't text. be more Nothing. wrong. Texture says Nothing Pascal up. balling out. <laughs> Love it. And I think Josh Pascal, definitely a day two draft pick after that game. I mean, dude went nuts. And <laughs> in I think there was about a dozen NFL scouts at the game. Um, you're gonna get a lot of national media showing up to this next one. Pascal played amazing. That was the kind of game that we anticipated uh from him when he came out like a bat out of hell that that first year. So man. We're just what a great game. Kentucky ended up with six tackles for loss total. Really spread the wealth around some of those people. Devontae Robinson had a half. Had Ox with a half. Weaver with a half. Carrington Valentine with a half. Um, great game all in all by the UK defense, particularly Ralph, Josh Pascal. Need you to give me some good news here on Bowley. Go ahead. Oh, 
Oh, you must have broken up there a little bit. I'm going to need some good news on Bully. Go ahead. Uh, really? Gosh, ankle, I, big guy. I'm worried, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he was in. He was on crutches, had his leg in a boot after the game. Um, Quinn Bohanna had a lingering ankle. That Those big guys, it takes a lot longer. So, I don't know. I'm hopeful that you got two weeks and a bob, so maybe a month off. Maybe yeah. about then, and, and and it's also one of those things too, where hey, if you're going to have a position get hurt, at least you've got two former top 200 guys there that are in their second season. Um, so I, you know, let's, and, let's, and, and and Justin Rogers especially, but really, you know, all of them, but stepped up, stepped up in yeah. a huge way, and somebody that I think kind of and Roush, you you know this better than I do, and maybe you can't say it, and I can, but definitely kind of seems to get like the label of not underwhelming, but just shy. Like Justin Rogers just seems to be a shy guy for somebody that was ranked that highly and commits to UK football. If they wanted to kind of be loud and like on social media, and I know he has his posts and whatnot, just, it seemed like he has taken his time and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, That's the way that it works for a lot of folks, but I think maybe he was a little bit more circled just being such a, a prestigious right. recruit, especially one from outside the state, which is not the most common thing in football for for Kentucky to get talent from other states and bring them in here. The point is, I think a lot of people have kind of been looking at him and saying, all right, we're going to be patient with him, but I'm starting – is he – are we getting to the B word here? Is he starting to be maybe a little bit of a bust? That should put that to bed forever. Um, he It takes time at that position, especially in the SEC – you got to build up. You got to get strong. It you got to be patient. And seems like he's been working. Like we haven't really heard a lot about him over the over the years, but seems like he's been working because you needed him in a big way, and he stepped up. So shout out, hats off to Justin Rogers. Uh, that's mm-hmm. what we were. That's what we were waiting for. Well, and it's also one of the cases where that position in particular. I mean. Quentin Bohanna was a draft pick last year. He's on an NFL roster right now. Then you've got another guy who was a highly ranked recruit, Mark Juan McCall. So, like, it set up well for him to be able to take his time and develop and for him to rise to the occasion when it was asked of him. Like, well done, Justin Rogers. He had three tackles. Uh, I know Hayes had a couple as well. Uh, and, And those tackles only speak to a quarter of the impact they were making in the trenches just by blowing up and forcing them to to, to redirect their run. So glad to see Rodgers have success. And so glad to see Kentucky have success with so many recruits on campus. Uh, I was at the catwalk, and a lot of the guys were over there beforehand. I, I don't know how this ends up being the case, but I ended up spending a lot of catwalks hanging out with Keontae Goodwin beforehand. And it's kind of funny to hear him you know, there was a couple guys that were doing Keontae Goodwin. And he just like, he just like kind of, he's so shy. You know, he doesn't know how to, he's like, you know, it's cool and all, but I'm not a big cheer for me guy. It's just kind of, it kind of weird, you know, but, uh, you know, he had former players coming up and talking to him. Uh, you know, Dean Wells spent like a decade in the NFL. He, he was kind of working on Keontae. It's like, man, sad to see you leave Holy Cross. You know, was kind of giving him hell for that. But can't wait to see you in blue. Um, Barry and Brown was there on his official visit. 
to all the people who were like, oh, well, she's going to scare him away. He wasn't supposed to share that. Suck it to all of you losers. Gosh, get out of your own freaking way. That's such a loser mentality. If, if UK's coaching staff, if they didn't want that out, I'm not going to put it out there, all right? You all can all suck it. And secondly, he Whoa. was there, and that was the first uh, the first people that Stoops and Vince dapped up as soon as they got off the bus. It was Brown. Uh, they, they dapped up Baron Brown, then they went up and uh, gave Chris – Chris Oates some nucks and uh, went on down the catwalk. But uh, yeah, it was it was a, a rowdy pregame atmosphere. It was a rowdy atmosphere at the stadium. You had Dane Key there, a lot of other guys. So uh, and a lot of 2023 guys, this probably where it's going to pay off more in the long run, kind of like how we saw the 2020 class get that huge bump uh, following the 18 season. Uh, you're probably going to see something similar with that 2023 class. Uh, Barry and Brown, the four-star, according to rivals, but nationally ranked top 100 guy. Awesome, awesome talent. Out of Nashville, four-star receiver, if you're wondering who that is. A lot of people think he's going to go to Alabama. But if not Alabama, you'd think Kentucky's in a, in a decent spot. And I, I guess I missed the controversy of people getting mad at you for saying that it was an official visit. Oh, no, no. Just getting mad for saying it out loud before he came. Because, dude, you're going to scare him away. He's going to go to Alabama Ole Miss now. Like, just chill. Just chill. And it's also, there was also some people who are scoop people. Because, you know, I'm not a big scoop guy. But when I get it, I share it. And those scoop people were mad because they were like, Kentucky didn't want that out there. Or else I would have put it up there first. You know, some wow. of those kind of things. It's like, wow. no, okay, sure, sure. Sure it was, buddy. And also, I couldn't help but notice you said if Kentucky didn't want it out there, you wouldn't get it out there. Are you saying that you are in bed with Kentucky and not a Big J journalist? Yes, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) 100%. Don't tell Deputy Doofus this. Oh, gosh. Do not tell Deputy Doofus this. Oh, just briefly, uh, man, speaking of the Doofus – Man, Louisville. Wow. If only you could watch the game, I could be able to tell you if they actually did get hosed or not, but it's on the regional sports networks instead of the ACC network. What's even the point of having that if you're still playing on Raycom or whatever yeah. the hell it is? Well, that, that's that, I, I agree with that, but you know, Kentucky's, Ch- Kentucky's game against Chattanooga was on the SEC network plus stupid, stupid, stupid stuff, but that was UK Chattanooga. Not a conference yeah. top 25 matchup. Wake Forest was ranked, obviously. Uh, UofL not ranked. That was weird that uh, you weren't able to – and more weird is that, like, you, you can't get the right – you can't get that local channel if yeah. you are streaming. Right. We're at least, like, streaming. You know that, that – all right. Well, at least I can – even if i got to pay my stupid $5, I can get to it. You had to get, like, either uh, one of those illegal streams or um, – I. I I, what was it on? Was it on the, uh, I guess if you had cable, you could get yeah. it because it was on like Fox Sports Ohio, but that was it. I mean, and especially in an era where everybody streams, that 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 was uh, silly, crazy, um, but they, they were very mad. We were listening to the call on the radio, Luck It Now on the way in, uh, because Paul Rogers could not believe that they let Dave Colossen get the timeout in because when they ran that play before half, there wasn't there wasn't much time at all on the clock. Four, four seconds, really dumb pl- decision by Wake Forest just to begin with. Yeah, Although, 
and this is the thing with that U of L game. U of L, don't fumble a punt with 30 seconds left before the half, where you're yeah. just going to take a like. You can that's one spot. Don't field the punt. Like right. if you, don't, you you cannot have a turnover in that situation. That being said, I do think Louisville got a little hose, although. Like the depths they go to show conspiracy is so weird. Like, <laughs> God, they're so they're so weird, Roush. Yeah, they and really, course, really it, are. Of course, it's do. Of course, it's doofus. Who's like the ACC has gone back and edited the scoreboard of the game so you can't see <laughs> what is going on. God, that's bad. That's and Les so Johns, who covers Wake Forest for twenty four seven, he was just like, "That's how it." it the scoreboard's like that in every regional game. He called out the doofus. He oh, called, out the, called out the doofus. Um, goodness gracious. But that – that UofL's just got to play in close games every freaking time, it looks like. Um, yeah, and until they can find somebody – I mean, Cunningham missed like a series or two, and that proved to be the part where Wake Forest got a little bit – you know, they were able to extend that lead enough to where – Louisville had a lot of making up to do. He's he's a one man band for them. He really is. Who Malik? Yeah, or yeah. Mikhail. Yeah, and he still doesn't have great touch on his deep throws either. But he still, gosh, that guy works so hard. And Uval uh, got they've had a lot of injuries as well. They got more banged up against Wake Forest. Luckily, they have a tiny bit of depth on their offensive line. But the the, the bad news for Uval is they're an average football team that has one guy that can kind of take over games. And that's really about it. Uh, and they're getting hurt. They're losing their depth, mm-hmm. what little depth they had, but they're, they're getting hurt. They're getting more banged up, which is natural, but in years past, they'd just be done. But luckily they've got a little bit of depth, but if that depth gets hurt, only teams can go so deep, but the, the, it, but that's the bad news. Those things mm-hmm. get, getting hurt and just not very good. Good news is ACC schedule. They, yeah. Outside of Boston College and Clemson, well, I don't think there's a team they can't beat in the conference. Well, the thing that's crazy is their next three, Pitt, NC State, Boston College, they could lose or win all three. Exactly. You know? Agreed. You, yeah. have, you have no idea. That Pitt game is going to be hilarious because Pitt's scoring a lot of points right now. That it's just, it's Man, it, it really is kind of akin to those old uh, Conference USA, Big East, like we're just going to score a ton of points and who knows who's going to beat who. I think Uval has Virginia at home this week, and that could be a loss. Oh, that yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I, and, yeah, I, I did get the, the teams mixed up, but that's another one. I mean, who knows? It's nebulous. Yeah. Really hoping that Louisville lock resurfaces and gets, gets really chesty this week. Oh, he will. Yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. – uh, well, will he or won't he? It's U of L, so he, it's kind of his two Ooh, his two loves. It's his two Spider-Man loves. You can't be, yeah, you can't be too mean here. Uh, hey, Rash, before we go to a break, you want to tell everybody about Salsaritas? I do because, but TJ, I don't want to get hungry. You know, That's tough taters, buddy. Oh no! Should I say tough <sighs> tacos? No, they're not tough tacos. They're crunchy tacos. They're delicious tacos because they've got the most well-marinated meats inside of them, the freshest salsas, the freshest ingredients. Salsaritas is the place to go, uh, whether you're at the St. Matthew's location that's recently renovated or the one with the drive-thru in Middletown. You can't beat either. Just download the app before you go, and you will save dollars. I promise you. They've got deals all the time. And, hey, if it's your birthday, they'll throw a free burrito on the house. They they treat you like family at Salsaritas. 
They are the absolute best, freshest Mexican cantina around with the most wildly addictive chips. And TJ, I think the only consolation, you should have got that nacho table tailgate for yourself just to like nervously chomp on chips throughout the game. That that would be a great way to help with the nerves, in my opinion. Probably not best on the waistline, but I, I ran out of nails to bite. I could have really used some wildly addictive chips to chew on throughout that game. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, made a big mistake. I did find some gator in town on, on oh, good, Saturday, good. which was that that was like my reward for not going. And I love gator meat. So got myself some gator meat and it was delicious, but it was not Sausalitas delicious. I'll tell you that much. They've got two locations, Milltown and St. Matthews and everything you can do on the app. But if you got any questions, comments, concerns, give them a ring at 502 502- Three five six nine four six eight. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio, one FM, fourteen fifty AM. We'll be right back. Olympics are in Vancouver. Is that British Columbia? Well, Pam, there's really only a few things you need to know about Canada. There's Newfoundland and Labrador, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, Manitoba, New Brunswick, and Nova Scotia. Prince Edward Island's very small, but British Columbia tops them all. And that's where Vancouver is. But before I finish up my story, you should know the territories. There are only three, so I'll be quick. The Yukon, Northwest, and Nunavut. If you want to have a ball to Saskatoon and Montreal, and if you want to pack your sacks, we'll be going off to Halifax. And if you're looking for a wife, be sure to visit Yellowknife. Natural resources! Perennial geraniums, nickel zinc uranium, are filling up my cranium, the exports that they boast. Keep going? No, no. please. We're good. Thank Angry. you. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Always fun to hear from our friend Dwight Schrute. We appreciate you listening to KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. Text on into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. So much still to to get to with the game. So much other stuff we could talk about. But we're going to keep getting to these texts and seeing what you all have to say. And we're at the point of game text from Saturday when yes. some of you folks were so excited that you were just sending in your thoughts, raw emotion as it was happening throughout the game. A texter, 502-414-1450, says, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Suck it, fellas. Cats win. What a night. What a night. Oh, what a night. Early October back in 2021. Suck it, Dan Mullen. The cats won. What a lady, what a night. Woo! Oh, what a night. That was good. Very impressive. A texture says, <laughs> Happy Mother Bleepin' Roll Call Monday, guys. As a man who turns 30 in November, who is happily married, has four great kids. Wait, you're not 30 yet and you've got four, four kids? Man, keeping your pants, pal. Whoa, goodness gracious. Whoa. This <laughs> night, the second night of October in the 2020, 22nd year of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is one of the best nights of my life. 
build a mother bleeping statue of Mark Stoops now. Now I'm trying oh. very hard to convince Michael Williams to visit for the LSU game next weekend. Got to strike while the iron's hot, baby. Catch by 90. Suck it, Dan Mullen, and suck it the entire mm. state of Florida. Entire state of Florida. Wow. Suck it, Florida. That's a big suck it. Man. That's a big suck it. I love the enthusiasm texture. I'm, uh, sure I'm also big on the statue building, too. I mean, what are oh, we yeah. waiting for? Yeah. Do you uh Stoops name got got brought up a lot Saturday night. You were working and I don't know if you got to watch the college football game day finals and whatnot, but they they did mention, you know, Stoops how, how successful he's been. Uh, are you worried? You worried after this year he could go somewhere, Roush? Not really. No. Not I'm not. Really. Yeah. I'm not. And I, it, it just seems like wasted energy to worry about it, but I think there's only a few jobs he'd leave Kentucky for. Uh, to begin with, and secondly, you you got to be really strategic leaving the SEC with Texas and Oklahoma joining the fold. Right, like, right again, right. super conference is happening. It's it, it is it has happened. It it is happening. You do not want to be on the outside of that. I don't think. Right, right. I that I, I wouldn't either. Especially when you can still be the northernmost SEC school, you still have that draw. So, yes. uh, um, yeah, uh, I. Uh, I, I was I was upset though because my college game day final I like watching that show just the good highlight show to catch up mm-hmm. and my, my like recording messed up right before they were getting the Kentucky game I was like what what is going on here and then the new one was getting to start and is like I'm not gonna wait 15 more minutes and then uh, I, I I wanted SVP too but I I don't have SVP recorded and you can't do it just I, I, I was a little off on my my watching when I got home my highlight watching because. There, there is nothing like just consuming all of the national content when your team wins a game like that. You're oh, just yeah. like, you're just like, let me drink it all up. <laughs> my, my wife gets probably annoyed with how much I'm on my phone, regardless. But like the Saturday night and all of yesterday, it was just like, what, what more can I read about Saturday? What more, what more is there out there? I'm sure there's some message board post I haven't seen, or I'm sure there's an article <laughs> out there somewhere that I haven't read about the game. Uh, couldn't get enough of it. Honestly, that probably ain't stopping today for, for what it's worth. You go, you check the standings, you look at the schedule and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it, it, it was a great Saturday mm, night. Great it was Saturday a night. Great, great night for Kentucky fans. One that mm-hmm. we all deserve. And I say it every, after every big win, Roush, but I just, I, I go back to the season that I covered back to back two and 10 win seasons. I, miserable i mean literally the bottom of the bottom just like what it's not even not even fun thinking about the fall as much as it's become like my favorite season it's it was miserable so and now you beat a top 10 florida to win two to Mm. to make it the series even in the last four and now we're just hey go now we are expecting to beat lsu expecting to beat lsu at one point roush when we were in college they stopped a freaking football game middle of the fourth quarter and just said, eh, Kentucky's losing by enough. Let's just call it. They quit a football game one time because we were losing by so much and the weather was bad, but not important so much as we just gave up. It wasn't even like, hey, well, we got to worry about when everybody cool waiting around an hour. I think the storm's about to pass. Nope, let's just go. We're down by 50. Who cares? And now we're talking about, you got to mm. go out there and beat LSU. We yeah. are expecting to beat LSU. 
God bless Mark Stoops. Mitch Barnhart, if you mess this up, I swear. Mm. I swear. Hell you have no fury like a sports talker. Yeah, I swear. I, I will I'll make another poster and go to a football game. I'm not afraid to do it. <sighs> One texter on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450 says, how about that first real road test? Eight false starts. Saturday night was so much fun. The environment was beyond electric. Been listening to my Florida fan co-worker talk trash about how Kentucky sucks. I go into work at five every day, and he comes in at six. By the time you read this on air, you better damn believe I will have talked so much smack to this man, and it will not stop at all this week. Go Cats. Beat LSU. Oh, Man, that's got to be really exhilarating to know a Florida fan after this game. Gosh, there is this. I I had homeroom at St. X two years in a row. Kid was a year younger than me, so it's pretty rare that you know two years in a row we had the same class. But he was a Florida fan, and they, that's back when they beat us by a thousand. You know, it wasn't like, hey, do we have a chance of winning? It was, do we have a chance of? I guess the Florida LSU, I guess the game day game was what that. Oh yeah, that was one I was most excited about. That was junior year. But without one aside, he just always would have the last laugh. I don't don't talk to the guy anymore. No idea what he's up to. Anyway. Need to go find him and, and make his life miserable. I so. probably do. Just need to be like, hey, uh, I'll give you two suckets, one from eighteen, because I forgot about it as well. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I don't know. I don't know any Florida fans besides him. Um, another texter says someone needs to have this fool Shane Matthews and the old ball coach evaluated after their takes they had on Florida talk show. Go Cats. Shane, look at saw Shane Matthews up in the press box. Oh, uh, he didn't like interview him or something? Oh, no, he didn't. I, I guess I, I didn't see him. I think he might be on the radio team for Florida, but, man, uh-huh. what a doofus. I think he is, too. I, I guess, hey, Kentucky didn't kill Florida through the air, so, like, his point. But you still lost, buddy. Yeah. You lost. Egg yeah. on your face. <laughs> Take that L. And then you know what to do with it. Damn, boys, we deserve this. Hope you guys are still up enjoying at midnight on Saturday. That, that was the one bummer is that we, Luck and I might have contemplated actually staying and just partying in Lexington. It's like, you know, we should get back. And then we had to pull over on the side of the road for a little while because we ran into a thunderstorm. So it was a pretty gnarly ride home. Pretty right. gnarly ride home. You pulled your, you, you couldn't make it through? Yeah, like there was, especially in Luckett's uh, little Civic or Honda. What I don't know if it's a Civic or an Accord, but it was like, yeah, we, we needed to pull over for a little bit. There was two or three other cars that were pulled over at the spot we were, too. It was, uh, it was pretty gnarly, pretty gnarly. Uh, I guess good good on you all for being safe. I just feel like at that hour, how late it was, how long of a day you all have, I'd be like, either we're dying or we're getting home, but I, I can't wait any longer. And one, of, <laughs> one, of, one of the two things needs to happen, but – Probably a wise decision on your all's part, but yeah, gosh, and watching the college game day, this is kind of an unrelated note. I could not believe the crowds for these Pac-12 games, Roush. Have you seen any of like the screen grabs or the pictures Mm, or anything? I haven't, but I can only imagine. Oh my gosh. Like they would do, they'd like show highlights from the UK game and like the, you know, the, the, the field rushing and Mm -hmm. the atmosphere. And then you'd see, which by the way when did oregon become number three like yeah i didn't realize that too iowa was like five and And, i couldn't well i think i I think i was good do i think they're top five good no but they're good i was good football team but oregon goodness gracious folks um anyways they were showing their game nobody there number three team in the country i think they were on the road who'd they play 
Stanford, they played right? uh, Stanford. Stanford, yeah. Nobody was there for the Stanford game. Stanford's yeah. beat USC and Oregon this year. Yeah, and King nobody's at these games. games. No, not a yeah. guy. Like it, it, it's it's not hyperbole. Like high school games, significantly more crowded. Which no. hey, shout out to Trinity for getting a big win on Friday. They're yeah. first. Can't make that the other joke anymore. I know, uh, but man, to beat like one of the top ten teams in the country, like nice little, well done. Yeah, that's well huge. done. That, that's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, Saint X got an ugly win at Ryle, which was uninspiring to say the most. Um, any other high school things from the weekend that we missed out on? Uh, not really. I'm sure there probably were, but we'll somebody will either let us know or we'll think of it, or life will go on and we won't ever bring it up again. Um, sh- shout out to Rodney Harrison for getting some dude to hold the umbrella for him. That was kind of a lot of people were fascinated by that during the. Patriots pregame show last night. Yeah, I, I didn't make it to the end of the game, although it sounded like it was a doozy. Um, but I got through a lot of it. I the the Bucks were getting ready to kick a field goal, and I was like, okay, they got this. But hey, Mac Jones turns out not that bad. I I enjoyed all the pregame festivities and thought it was cool. My biggest takeaway is that like the Bucks jerseys and color scheme is growing on me. I think all they had to do was just either win or get Tom Brady in their uniforms. But it was like the first time I've ever watching the game last night. I was like, you know what? I think the Bucks uniforms are kind of cool. Well, I always used to think they had the worst ones in the NFL. Because they now were they're... they were really bad before Brady went there and they went back to just their early 2000s OG. You yeah, know. you're right. That's what it was. Yeah. And maybe it was also just like the New England fog and mist and stuff made them look like, you know, actual pirates. Oh, yeah, that's true. They did. Uh, you, even in Brady's eye patch, it was a nice touch. Yeah, was uh, I did think that Sunday Night Football, they, they were a little ham-fisted with their their little fan cards. Oh, you know? that was hilarious. Because like, like you could have made up every single one of those. Like, Give me the actual interview of this person saying that because I that, need to hear it in a Boston, angry Boston accent for me to believe but, that it's true. Debbie in Cambridge, yeah, he's an all right guy, but I mean, I hope we break his neck tonight. <laughs> yeah, like I, don't, I, I need to, I need to hear Debbie say that for me to like really enjoy it. The quote cards don't do enough for me. <laughs> oh man, let's 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 try to wrap up these texts. We still got a lot of them. Uh, Rogers, Ops, Rimka, Pascal balled out last night, and then Stoops shoots his shot, recruiting playmakers after the game. On radio, like Cal, I'm here for Swaggy Stoops. Oh man, I bet Stoops just got real torn up Saturday night. He said as much on the call on the post game show that he was like, "I need to go have an adult beverage." Did you hear him bust Lonnie's balls too? That was so funny. Oh my gosh. I did. I I've did. never heard Mark Stoops laugh so hard. Oh, the whole room. You all, it was so funny. It was everybody so funny. was just like. <laughs> I would, Yeah, I wish we had that audio. <laughs> it's something along the lines of like, Lottie, you know, I, I hear most of what you say, but I've got no clue what you just said right there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, I'm usually pretty good lines. about this, but yeah. no clue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a win, folks. Man, that was great. That was great. Uh, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellenbrook here. I've never met another Kentucky football fan from Dayton, but I went to my local bar on Saturday and watched the game, and there was three other cat fans there. We watched the game together, bought each other drinks, and screamed like baboons. We were having so much fun (laughs) that the other patrons of the bar started rooting for Kentucky as well. It was the most fun I've ever had watching a game, which brings me to ask, what was your guys' favorite UK football game? 
you've ever watched. I, I'm not going to give answer that question, but I will say that uh, we did something similar at the at the CBS Sports Classic when Kentucky like pitched a, a shutout against UCLA in the first half, where we recruited North Carolina and Ohio State fans sitting next to us to cheer for Kentucky because we were having so much fun. That is that is a fun experience when you can just get. The, everybody on your side too that that didn't originally start on it so love to hear it brad yeah brad always good to hear from you that's what it's all about and you, you go to enough places you'll run into a cats fan eventually and if they're real cats fans then you have experiences like you do where you can be strangers but still be nice to each other share drinks have some laughs and high fives, especially when you beat number 10 Florida at home for the first time since 86. That's going to lead to a to a real fun party. Most fun UK game. Most fun. I'm going to start taking these questions a little differently just because fun, I think fun means you're not super nervous for three hours of your life on pins and needles. So right. fun, UK-UNC basketball game in Vegas was so much fun. And that, you know, part of it's also trip and experience and people you're with and all that good stuff. But right, that right. one stands out for sure. Football, 2016, probably Lamar was the most fun just because expectations were low. You weren't anticipating necessarily winning that game. So you were playing with house money as the game was close. You were seeing U of L fans freak out. And uh, that was a, that was a fun one, too. So Fun, I'm separating a little bit from nerve-wracking. And I was nervous at the end of that UofL game. But, again, you're playing with house money to some degree. So, yeah. th th there's there's your answer, Brad. Great times all around. One texture says, took my dad to the game for the first his first in four years. What a night. Atmosphere unbelievable. I truly think the crowd helped win that game. And I love the players and coaches are giving BBM props. Pascal played like a monster. J.J. Weaver is the next Jamin Davis. And Asian is a sneaky, awesome player. Go Cats. How did we make it this long without mentioning J.J. Weaver? I, that, that just shows you how much happened Saturday night. But that interception he got, the... I mean, you couldn't write a storybook narrative better than Weaver's, where last year he's having the best game of his young career. He tears his ACL while covering Kyle Pitts. The two were going back and forth, and then Pitts is like talking trash to him while he's down, holding his knee. He gets back up. He tells he tells Carrington Valentine they're supposed to be in zone. He sees a look that Florida's given. He's like, oh, I know they're going to run four verts. He tells him, I'm matching up. We're going, man. He matches up with their tight end, undercuts it, picks off the pass, and sets up Kentucky's uh, touchdown that really proved to be the game winner. Great play by Weaver, and it was one of just a few he made. That dude is an absolute monster. You, uh, Kentucky's lucky to have him. And, hell, Stoop said it after the game, he's still not even entirely at 100%. Yeah, I like that also. You were like, who has a better story? First off, Game of Thrones reference. Secondly, like maybe like, probably Josh Pascal. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, this <laughs> whole, know, it's like they all do. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's a likable group. It's a likable team. It's they they got a, they hit they hit, which is so fun to watch. They're tough. They're physical, and they're athletic too. It's a really nice blend on this defense. It it would be one of the better defenses in the country, maybe the best in the conference, if not for freaking Georgia, man. Georgia is just such a machine. But yeah, that picture texture you sent in, it's so probably great. my favorite picture I've seen. For And that's even like all the official pictures. That showcases just how wild that atmosphere was. How many people were down there? Like Because some, some court storming, some field stormings are just ho-hum. That one was awesome. Hell, I did almost bust my butt tripping over the goalpost too. That was kind of funny. 
By the way, Jacquez Jones just posted a picture of him wearing a Florida jersey at the Swamp um, and says, funny how things change. Back to work. Which oh, is man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Good, oh. clean fun. A texter said, Hurt Smoke was getting animal cruelty charges pressed against him for what he did to that gator to spring Wandell's touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, he man. is. Poor PETA. They're going to be on his ass like white on rice. You can't do that to a gator. Not publicly. What do we got next? Uh, the most undertalk thing from the game was Kentucky won playing a C-plus or B-plus game. Didn't even play their best and still took care of business. No 100-yard rusher and Levis had 87 passing yards. Okay, Rodriguez was 99 yards. Um, but that's also, I think, the second I – I, I'm going to have to really cast a wide net. I think it's the second best defensive effort by Kentucky team in the Mark Stoops era. First has got to be no first downs in the second half against Missouri, that Missouri team in 2018. But this one's probably second. I mean, imagine that, playing a half of football and not getting a first down. Man. How embarrassing. Oh, I'm also – can't wait to do the math on this transitive property. So, Florida – but go with me here. So, Alabama scores 29 on Florida's defense. Well, Kentucky's – only held them to 13. So Kentucky's defense is 16 points better than Alabama, who was 21 points better than Ole Miss, who was 75 points better than Louisville. So Kentucky is 150 points better than Louisville. Right? That that checks out. I don't think yeah. that, that's that's numbers no, might be a little off, but I think we're I think we're close there. No cracks in that logic at all. Um I, I'm I'm still not in the slightest concerned about that game. Cunningham will be a problem, and he'll be probably the best that he's been in like the 30 times that he's played against Kentucky. But all about the trenches, baby. All about the trenches, and that ain't changing anytime soon. A texter says, well, where are we at here? The most under-talked about thing from the game was Kentucky won playing a C-plus or B-minus game. Didn't even play their best. Still took care of business. No 100-yard rusher. Levis had 87 pass yards. And you won. You beat the number 10 team in the country. Maybe a legitimate top 10 team. They're going to get punished for losing to unranked Kentucky, God forbid. But Florida's a good football team, really good football team. And if they stay motivated and they stay with it, they're going to they're gonna win a lot of games, even the remainder of this season. But, boy, Florida fans were big mad. It was fun to watch. And some of them want Dan Mullen out of town because he's lost two out of four against Kentucky. Hey, Florida, that's a Kentucky thing. That's not a you thing. Don't worry about that, buddy. That's a, that we, We've just kind of picked our game up a little bit. So don't don't feel too bad about it. You Everybody but George is kind of getting that treatment. So don't sweat it. And Alabama, but limited opportunities. They're lucky. Um, Texter says, Stoops on Jacquez Jones, and it's the glad I called that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Madison gift. So I, I really Always like that fun. one. Yep, yep. Top five defense in the country? I think statistically uh, they would say yes. Uh, so, yeah, top five defense I, you in know, the country. Some, the, Soups will be conservative from time to time, even with his defense. But there's just – this is a really cohesive unit. They're playing well together. It's kind of clicked, Roush. I think early in the season there were some learning periods for some of these new, guy, new guys. But they've they've kind of meshed, and you got, you got a lot of depth back now in the secondary. So, let, let's just – Let's keep rolling. Let's keep putting the clamps down on teams and and see how far this thing can go. Uh, another texter says, Nick's Aldi is no longer selling milk for 68 cents a gallon. They are now $1.29, an absolute travesty. Mm. Wow. 
Man, that is a travesty. That's tough. Texter says, I just feel so good for all the diehard fans who have suffered through gut-wrenching losses in past seasons. They all deserve it. Such a great win for the program, and I think we will start to see some high-profile recruits because of it. While it's so amazing that we're 5-0, I do want to start seeing Will Levis play a little bit better. I do think if he continues to struggle throwing down the field, it may come back to bias with these games coming up. Nonetheless, absolutely massive win, and the fan base deserves this. Totally agree, and I don't think you're wrong to bring it up. And I'll, I'll take it one step forward that I don't want to see him play a little bit better. I need to see Will Levis have a good game. And a little bit better still, I don't know, necessarily takes him to – and that's, we're talking about passing because, Roush, you are right to talk about rushing. That's a nice dynamic that the offense needs to go to, and, and that makes him valuable. And I don't think Bo Allen would be able to do it to the level that Will Levis could. But you got to be able to pass – you got to be able to throw the ball. Have to. Um, so I want to see that as well. Roush, you said Luckett thinks it's a good opportunity for him against LSU. I think LSU's defense, at least in the front, is pretty good. So I'm curious as to the logic, but we've got all week to talk about that. Exactly. We can figure it out later. We're still basking in the win over Florida. We get to enjoy it a little bit longer than the the players do. So not not, not going to be quick to move on from this one. This text message, Chris Mack taping Dino Gaudio has to be the history's worst backfire this side of Wiley Coyote, which oh, is a great text. I wish I could give you like a gift for it. Yeah. Um, I guess theoretically I could, but not going to. Hilarious. We didn't get to talk about that. Friday news dump. Yeah. And but just, Chris Mack's gonna get fired for cause now, right? Like yeah. That, yeah. I he mean, got he got ta- added to the notice of allegations. So yeah, he's he's gonna get fired. If and this is really if they bad. want to fire him, they have cause to fire him. Now. This is really bad news for U of L, like really bad news for U of L, because now the NCAA is going to be like, yeah, you know, you could have said everybody's gone. We, this is yeah, we messed up. Yeah, we cheated while we were cheating or in trouble for cheating, but everybody's gone. We cleaned house. N- not anymore. Now you cheated again while cheating while in trouble for cheating, um, and you admitted it on tape like a doofus. So we uh, and the, it was surprising that the NCAA just said, "Yeah, we're just going to stick this with with the other stuff." Um, not good news for U of L. Not good news at all. I'm thinking it's going to be a two year postseason ban, which is just killer. It really is. Two years, two full basketball seasons, two mm. marches with no madness. That's rough. And then I guess the only good news for U of L though is once this is over, now that it's all lumped together, at least it'll officially officially be over. And you're right, Roush. They have cause. Exactly. Suck it, U of L. I hate him. Texter says, not going to lie, after re-watching the game without my heart and my throat, Justin Rogers had a sneaky good game for Bully, and I'm not as worried as I thought I'd be. Mm. I still want Bully back. Um, right. I, but good, good to have a five-star recruit there. You Correct. Know. As Roush <laughs> said, absolutely. TC from Lexington here, boys. I was just sitting there watching the field rush, hoping the UK B-ball team wouldn't get hurt when I saw them in the middle of it. It was like a poorly played game of Where's Waldo. Also, I hope Bona enjoyed what he saw. Oh, yeah, he had to have. And him and Livingston just living it up. I, I, I feel good about Kentucky's chances with Bona. And like I've said a million times, if he wants to go play for Mick Cronin or he wants to go elsewhere, then Kentucky will get a great grad transfer. I ain't worried about that one bit. But I bet he goes to UK. Tyrell Asian came up with a couple huge PBUs also. He's been the biggest surprise to me on defense this year. Yeah, he there was one on third down in particular, too, where he was right there, got his hand into it. He's the reason why they didn't make that play. So he has been a pleasant surprise. Um, another texture says, is Josh Ali all right? Notice him grabbing at his knee, but came back in. So I'm assumed he is fine. Yes, he 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 is fine. 
Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see uh, him start catching more balls, but that's uh, partially on Levis too. John here. Good 16th ranked morning to all. Hey, Cats are rough and tough. They may not have fancy style points, but they get the job done. It was great to see my Chiefs bounce back. And like I was saying, since the beginning of the year, y'all better take notice of those Cowboys. It may just be the Chiefs versus Cowboys Super Bowl. Of course, the Chiefs will get the victory. We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, we're not talking about the Cowboys, John. After the ULM game, we all thought Penn State was nuts for using Levis as a running quarterback. Now we know why, because he can't make routine throws, even little swing passes. He consistently throws it high or behind, causing receivers' footwork to be off balance, even if they do catch the ball, really frustrating. He hasn't he hasn't been great, and Texter, I mostly do agree with you. And I think Penn State probably should have used his deep ball a little bit more. Um, but yeah, he's got to just be more consistent. You got to make it life easy for yourself with the easy throws. Yeah, they got to figure out that damn wheel route to the running backs too. That that play they've tried it so many times, and it's just not there. Uh, I love the idea with McLean, but short side of the field, and I think we had, that was like our third screen that we had already done at that point. But can't wait to see they, they him get involved in this offense. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, nine ranks teams lost Saturday too. By the way, most in one day since 2014. So uh, like much be high, higher ranked than 16th. That's a joke. Um, I'm not really mad about it, but it just shows that preseason rankings one do matter and two are stupid. Sorry, don't really have time to get fully into it, but let that suffice. <laughs> Texter says, can tomorrow be a suck it day and read Florida sad tweets and message boards? Oh, uh, we, we man. Could, we could do yeah. a few. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't buy a Josh Pascal piece of merch after the game, then you are you even really a fan? <laughs> I had a plan that every win I was just going to buy who the best players was, one of their goofy little shirts, but I haven't done it. And two... Uh, I don't need that many shirts, so I may just have to like buy another, or maybe I can buy a shirt or give it away or something. But uh, I do love that you can do that now. What a world! Mm-hmm. Last text, Roush. You need to post that story about Weaver on KSR. So good, needs to be spotlighted. Hey, suck it. Go read it now. It's been up there. You turd. Whoa! I think the guy was being nice. Oh or well, gal. yeah, it's out there. It's out there. Go I read. Think it. They were saying. Like, hey, that was good. You should you should write more about it. And in which case, you'd say, hey, sir or ma'am, it's already on the website, and I maybe I should retweet it because it is a cool story. I agree with you. Thanks for taking the time to text our radio show. Yes, and thanks for tuning back in tomorrow and not getting too mad at me. But I'm just fired up, folks. The Cats beat Florida. What a game. What a night. A night we will never forget. A night we will keep talking to you uh, about sort of the rest of the week and And we'll get you ready for LSU and more good recruiting news to come. I'll be in touch, folks. I'm guessing this is probably going to be my last show. I'm going to have a baby. And shout out to my wife. She's the best and she's going to knock this out of the park. Everybody have a good Monday. We will see you all later. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush.